live from the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's American Pale Males featuring me, Jeremy. And with me, as always, is... The headlining act, Michael. The doctor of chugonomics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good one that I... That I uh, I refuse to not use ever again, so I'll probably throw that one in every now and then. Um, sure. Michael, we have a big weekend ahead of us, whether you know it or not. Uh, okay, yes. We well, got, what's we, going on? Well, we have the last episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Are you caught up? Well, wait, this weekend, this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't watched the penultimate episode yet. Okay. Get ready for some complaining. Uh, <laughs> I have noticed some complaining. Uh, Fortunately, it's been spoiler-free, but... Uh, people are complaining on the internet? I, I can't believe it. I'm going to be up late that night. Yeah. But not as late as I was the night before, when I was at Dark Lord Day, Michael. Oh, that's this weekend. That's this weekend. As we record, yes, it's in uh, five days? Five days. So stay tuned next week's episode for the recap. Indeed. So uh, this year... The tickets seemed to go a little bit quicker than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, cousin of the show, Andrew, and I were both, you know, in the queue, as the, our British friends would say. And in the years past, I feel like we've gotten in Group A, which I think is like 10 to 12, or Group B, which is like 12 to 2, I, give or take. Uh, we're in Group E this time. Ooh. But here are the variants this year. Mm-hmm. They just released the variant list, uh, allegedly... So I get the four bottles of OG Dark Lord 2019 and one premium one, or variant, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't know how to uh, pronounce these, but we've got Rye B-A-D-L. Oh, Rye Barrel Age Dark Lord, I'm an idiot. Uh, Dark Lord Age in Rye Barrels. <laughs> XBBA XDVR. Bourbon Barrels plus Divine Right Malt Whiskey Barrels. Okay. So far, so good. They're not very crazy. Yeah. Dark Lord aged in ruby red port barrels. Okay. This, that one's called brochure. Like brochure. B R O S U R E. Okay. We have Cavallero of Varnov, which is Dark Lord aged in Calvados barrels. Now I believe this is a pear brandy from south of France, from the Normandy region. Apple yes. or pear brandy. That's what I'm seeing too. Okay. Oh, curious. Okay. We have Chemtrail mix, which I. Which was one of the pursued ones that I saw last time I was there. I remember which you come, talking about that, yeah. Rye barrels with cinnamon and pink peppercorns. We've got French Vanilla Militia, which is the variant from 2017 that I have sitting in the, the cellar. Mm-hmm. Which is aged in Sauterne barrels with vanilla cocoa nibs and coffee. I believe Sauterne is a dessert wine. Oh, I see. Uh, we've sweet. got... Okay. Go no, please, please tell me what it is. I don't remember. Of... Uh, French sweet wine from the Saturnus region. Sauterne. I don't. I don't know. I don't speak French. Bordeaux. 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 Is that how you say that? Bordeaux. Yeah. Thank you. Bordeaux. You know, this just put more hard to pronounce words in front of me. Um, It's a French wine. It's a French sweet wine. There. I said it. Well, we've got Lodestar, which is aged in Sauterne whiskey barrels with toasted coconut. We've got Lounge Against the Macro Machine, and this one, part of me hopes I get this one. Okay. This is aged in bourbon barrels, finished in tequila barrels with Mekong cinnamon, cocoa nibs, guajillo peppers, and tangerine peel. Mmm, that sounds a little spicy. I know. We've got 
marshmallow hanji, which is just aged in uh, bourbon barrels with vanilla beans. We've got mm-hmm. rep- we've got reptile fund, which is uh, aged in bourbon and mezcal barrels. Okay. The last one might be the weirdest, although it's this or the one with the uh, the tequila barrels. We've got aged in port whiskey barrels with vanilla, freeze-dried strawberries, cocoa nibs, and toasted coconut. And it's called Rari Crochet, like Ferrari minus the F-E. Okay. So out of all those that I just read off at you very, very quickly, which one sounds like the Michael one, if any, considering you hate barrel-aged beers? Well, no, I don't don't hate barrel-aged. I actually um, have come around to it a lot recently. Interesting. Because I've I've just have had more and uh-huh. I've found some that I liked. Which ones do you like? Let's see, what's one that I had recently? KBS. KBS is too bourbony. I like the more subtle ones. Mm-hmm. KBS is like, I see where its head's at, but it, it's too because I don't like whiskey or bourbon or the variants thereof. So if it's a nice like little accent or part of a symphony mm-hmm. of flavors, then I like it a lot. But if it's just like the only flavor and it's very strong, then I, it's just, I don't like that taste that much. That's fair. But I don't think that's even, I, even like KBS, I don't think it's bad. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I can appreciate it still. So of all those ones you said, it, hmm, it's hard to say because it's hard to even have a reference point for a lot of it those. It really is. The Marshmallow Hanji. Uh-huh. <laughs> that that seems pretty straightforward and the vanilla sounds very appealing and so that one uh, that one sounds appealing to me. And I know some of the first ones you said sounded pretty straightforward. The I mean, rye barrels uh yeah. bourbon rye blended with divine right, which I'm not sure what a malt whiskey is. Do you know what a malt whiskey mm-hmm. is? Yeah, you're not asking the right person. Okay. Um, maybe it's just the different grain in there. It's possible. Uh, made from fermented mash consisting primarily of malted barley. Huh. Yeah, some of those other ones with the wine, it's hard to say. I've only had beer aged in wine barrels once. Mm-hmm. What did you think? It was fine. It tasted pretty good, but it tasted this particular one, which was at Vintage Lounge. It tasted just it tasted too much like wine. I wanted more of the beer because I was interested in having a beer. Mm-hmm. So not that either flavor was bad, but it was just... I want a beer. I went there with you, right? Uh, you went. Yes, we went to the downtown one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, personally, it, uh, I kind of want one of the weird ones, but I think Chemtrail makes sounds the best. The yeah the rye, rye barrels, which I I do like a good rye whiskey with cinnamon and pink peppercorns. I don't know what the pink has to do with anything, but it does sound good. Yeah, that one sounds that one sounds all right too. The peppercorn. Yeah. Um, sounds like a nice little accent. Uh huh. But uh. I'm going to attempt to keep track of all the different things I have. I got some weird crap out at Wine Styles for this. So hopefully oh, I for can... for the bottle share? Correct. So hopefully I can get some usable audio out of it by random peoples that I come across. Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, or tasting notes or... Tasting you notes, know, perhaps. Whatever you can... Whatever works in the situation. If nothing else, uh, I get to see High on Fire for like the seventh time, which is always <laughs> cool. So. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Very good. Michael, but enough bragging about this beers of future past. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you hit me uh, uh, with a beer brag from now? Yeah, I had a five-star beer recently. And you hate giving out five stars. That's right. 
<laughs> I hate a lot of things on this show. <laughs> um, no, I had a Delirium Nocturnum. Ooh, is that the the pink one? This is like the dark label. Well, there's a pink elephant on it. Okay. And it has like a midnight black, bluish hue to it. But this was on draft, too. Ooh. So that's, I think, is what really made it good. Uh-huh. And um, it was served in this really unique goblet. Uh, it was, you know, branded delirium, branded goblet. And the stem was like an elephant trunk. And, it, like, it came down from the center of the bowl or the, you know, the part that holds the beer. Oh, wow, I'm seeing this thing. That's crazy. But then it curves out to the outside of the uh-huh. of the base. So it's, like, off-center. So the, the bowl is above the base, but the stem itself swings out and is, like, off-balance to the outside. And it looks kind of trippy. Because it's also an elephant trunk. How much do you think one of these glasses goes for, Michael? I don't know. Because I have the answer in front of me. Oh, I was going to say, we need to visit the Dirty John's glass house. It's entirely possible that it's there. What are you seeing it for online? Twenty-four ninety-one. Oof, that's steep. But that's maybe, I bet you, if you bought it in person, it would be cheaper. Oh, if somewhere had it. But it could still be pricey. It's really cool, though. It's like Salvador Dali's your glass it is kind of freaky yeah um so yeah that was a excellent brew jeremy do you have a beer brag i have many beer brags michael <laughs> i was recently up in cedar rapids while my fiance went to a uh, a baby shower that mm-hmm. i was not allowed to go to because i'm a boy and boys don't go to those things <laughs> but i went to the iowa brewing company okay and it just so happened that it was the release of their barrel-aged stout called intense I-N-T-E-N-T-S. Mm-hmm. Um, I had their barrel-aged Intense with Trung Wen Legendy Coffee. It's a Vietnamese coffee. And it was spectacular. Mm-hmm. IBC has been kind of hit or miss, as we've said on here. But this one was fantastic. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I also had their Spicoli, which we reviewed on the show. Mm-hmm, that's right. It was less dank than I remember it being, but mm-hmm. who knows. And they also did a uh, a local brew feature with Clockhouse Brewing, which is like a block and a half away from them, called Steel Cut. It uses hops from the Buck Creek Hop Farm just outside of uh, Solon, Iowa. Okay, local. And it also uses Steel Cut oats from uh, Quaker Oats, which is just right around the horn. And uh, it's... Once again, I keep saying I'm done with hazy IPAs, but they pull me back in Michael Corleone style. It's right. really good, man. The fruit really popped on it, probably more than any hazy IPA I've had recently. Okay. But it didn't just have that sameness that I was beginning to tire of. So Iowa Brewing Company, I suspect we will uh, we'll make a trip there at some point soon. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I got. The Hot Father. Part 2? No, part three. It was part Isn't... three, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeremy, since we're back caught up on our recording schedule, yes. we can actually talk about timely things. Can we? Yes. And so there's a movie that was released just about a month ago that's uh, smashing yeah. box office records around the world. <laughs> and I thought yeah, we could... Yeah. Yes, it's true. <laughs> we both saw it, which is also rare because I don't see movies Indeed. That much. So this it's will be true. the first APM movie talk since... Um, God, who knows? 
what's the movie with the ball? Phantasm. Oh, Phantasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Avengers Endgame. Uh, we'll try to keep it spoiler-free. Mostly because it'll be funny to have us... Because I, I don't remember if I told you this on mic or off mic last mm-hmm. week. With a lot of these movies, you can say, like, oh, the bad guy is the bad guy. He does a bunch of stuff. And you only have to worry about, like, yeah, the last half hour, maybe 45 minutes to have mm-hmm. things that can be ruined. There's, like, stuff that happens 15 minutes into this movie. Right. Uh, so things are always happening. Mm-hmm. That's true. Things are constantly happening in this one. <laughs> yes. So this is what I posit. Just start this little discussion. Sure. Um, I'm going to guess your favorite scene or part or oh. <laughs> bit of the movie. And you can try to guess mine. Mine is fairly obvious. <laughs> I think I might know already because this is, this is what I thought you were going to like. Um, once I saw it, yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it. I'm gonna call this moment swing of the axe. That was part of it. Yeah. Uh, yes, Thor. Without giving it away, is the best part of that movie. Yes. Okay. Overall, the yeah, whole Thor package was his. He's uh, Chris Hemsworth doesn't really get a lot of time to be a, a comedian mm-hmm. in a lot of things, but uh, Ragnarok. He Yes. Was was probably my favorite one, is probably still is. But he's also really funny in that much maligned Ghostbusters redo. He's in the Annie Potts role. Oh, okay. I like that movie. I think it's good. But uh, but yeah, Thor. Thor was my best part. What do you think? I like Jeremy. I did like Thor a lot, <laughs> but uh... I'm, I'm guessing you liked uh, the new version of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what okay. I like. Well, that, that was a close second for me, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, they show the Incredible Hulk uh, eating at a diner. Yes. That, yeah. that that made me laugh far too hard. Like, to the point where I had almost embarrassed my fiancé into leaving. And even his outfits. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's giving away too much, but... We'll no, 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 you're fine. That's not, <laughs> That's not giving anything away. Um, and uh, his facial expressions too, just like so, was a nice uh, juxtaposition, mm-hmm. we'll say. Now, so question for you: mm-hmm. How many of them had you seen in the lead up to this? I'm assuming you saw Infinity War. Yeah, that's the one direct the, prequel to the this, direct right? prequel. Yes. Yeah, and then I saw Civil War. That's okay. a different one, right? That's correct. That's uh, technically Captain America three, but it's okay. uh, more of Avengers two point five. Gotcha. And then I saw... Did, did you see Black Panther? Yes, I did see Black Panther. Okay, did you see Miss Marvel? Or, God. Miss Marvel, yeah. <laughs> Captain no, Marvel. I say Miss Marvel every time. Because I didn't the, see there her. is there is another character named Miss Marvel, and it's super oh, confusing. Okay. And I feel bad because I can't get the one woman character's <laughs> name right. I'm trying to think. I think I saw Captain America 2 and talked about that on the show. You did. I remember that. That's, that's <laughs> the second best one behind Thor Rag- saw, Ragnarok, anyway. Yes, and I saw Thor Ragnarok. Which is delightful. That is. That's nice. Um, did I see another Thor one? I don't think so. The other two Thors you don't need to see. Yeah. I saw one of the Hulks. Uh-huh. Um, maybe the Norton Hulk, maybe? That, he did do one, yes. <laughs> that doesn't count for anything, though. Not really, no. <laughs> I haven't seen any Iron Mans. Um, so I know there's bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know enough about the lore that I could pick up on it. Sure. Some of the stuff, like the Ant-Man stuff, is like yeah, Ant-Man we, 
has an invention, and I'm like, where'd that come from? That, that came from Ant-Man 2, which we watched okay. the night before we went to see it because it was okay. on Netflix. Uh, I actually saw it opening weekend just because we, we had... My fiance and I generally don't go see movies on opening weekend, especially... You saw Endgame opening weekend? Uh, yes. Okay. Es- especially movies of that nature that are going to be just, like, bursting at the gills with people. Right. But... Jabronis. It, it was mostly just one of those things where we didn't want to have anything ruined for us. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling that she was more excited about it than I am because I'm, I've been done with them for a while, but I'll, I will definitely go and watch them with her because I don't dislike them. I've just You're seen a lot of Actively seeking them out, yeah. I, exactly. That whole thing with Ant-Man is I'm, I'm glad I saw that one the night before. Yeah, was I mean, it, it kind of surmised what was going on, but all of a sudden yeah, yeah. he had this thing in his that that thing is the point and... of the second mirror as is, is yeah. the the point of the second movie. Okay. So what were your overall feelings on this? I thought it was a, a great it was a great spectacle. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not really attached to any characters or anything, so you know, if somebody's story wasn't resolved or somebody died, I didn't <laughs> really care or anything. Sure. So you know, and there was some kind of I don't want to say plot holes, but some kind of oh, like... Oh, there's some massive plot holes. In <laughs> some things that were like, wait, if they could beat him up then, why can't mm. they beat him up now? Or, you know, type things. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I don't care. Again, I don't care enough about it. I'm just, I'm along for the ride. So I, I thought it was great. I was okay with it. Yeah. It was very long, but it had to be. Right. I heard Infinity War is better. I mean, I've seen both, but I, I don't have a real preference for either, but I've heard people say it's the better it's one. But About the same in my mind. Uh, yeah, I think they're comparable. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get to, to discuss this, especially this one, without giving anything away. Um, my problem is the, the, the blonde Deus Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that bugged the hell out of me. Yeah, sh- yeah. they kind of just yeah. bookended that. Sure did. Yeah. Um, so there's a certain yes queen moment in that movie. It's it's a moment where they're they're to me it felt like they were pandering to women just because they kind of feel like they have to in the wake of Wonder Woman. You can do it more deftly than the way they did it, but so I I'm pretty sure I talked about it on here, but like I had absolutely no desire at all to see Wonder Woman, and I was pleasantly surprised because. Gal Gadot is a very good actress, and she inhabits that character very well. She also, and maybe this is, you know, the writing, I don't know. They made their Go Girl Go stories in there. They felt organic. It's like, the it, it felt like it was based on the character and her experiences, her life, what had come before, not just because they need to have all the women do something at one point. But, uh, I feel like old man complainy pants here. <laughs> I give it a three out of five. It's it's fine. Yeah. If it's on TV, I'm not going to ask that it be changed. <laughs> okay. We'll put it that way. All right. All right. Fair enough. I'm just done. It's too many. I'm I'm burned out. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Now I don't know. They're gonna reset the series with Spider-Man or something like that. Or... Oh yeah, oh, yeah. There's a uh, multiverses on the way, Michael. Mm, boy. Well, you know, that's how comic books work, so we'll see how long this is sustainable, but... Um... Yes, the, the, these endless sequels and remakes are pointless, Michael. Now give me It Chapter 2. <laughs> Trailer is sweet, though. That's not a joke. That movie looks amazing. Jeremy, that movie was 
delicious. Oh God. Uh, should we get into the FDR here? <laughs> Good Lord, and have Michael. something else delicious. You mean wherein we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer? That's right. And today, in front of me, we have Stone Delicious IPA, number two of four in our sample pack two sample harder. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> yeah, apparently that's something what it is. like that. Okay. Do you have any color text for me, Michael? I do. I'm gonna go back to the bottle here. Um, then you can give me some stats. Uh, so this is Stone Delicious IPA, a citrusy IPA with lemon drop and El Dorado hops. When we developed this pleasantly bitter, deliciously citrusy, hop-driven IPA, we took it as an opportunity to go a step further with the West Coast IPA. Uh-oh. That mm. scares me a little bit. That's good for me. <laughs> lemon drop and El Dorado hops. Eh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Provide the fruity citrus character and a hop zing that sings on the palate. We're proud to present this beer to those who already know us for our IPA prowess and those who, so far, have only heard of the legends. Welcome. Oh, this beer is crafted to remove gluten. Fermented rum barley, a grain containing gluten, and crafted to reduce gluten. Oh, the weird. The content of this beer cannot be verified, and this beer may contain gluten. <laughs> Got it. Gluten, gluten, gluten. Um, so celiac sufferers, um, you know... Maybe try a might be for one. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna recommend this because uh-huh. it doesn't sound like they can either. Sure, Michael. There is some more color text on the website. Oh, so Let's this this is an India Pale Ale, as you said. It's got 7.7 percent ABV, which I believe was the same as the Tangerine Express. 75 IBU. No, 7.7 the... ABV. I think was that a little less. I know the IBUs are exactly the same. Okay. I, but um, it, they're they're both high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's what the website has to say: While our beers are many and diverse, yet unified by overarching boldness, India Pale Ales are our undeniable bread and butter. The result is an intensely citrusy, beautifully bitter beer, is worthy of the simple yet lordly title of Stone Delicious IPA. Lemon drop and Eldorado hops combine to bring on a magnificent lemon candy-like flavor that's balanced by hop spice. It's unlike anything we've tasted nearly two decades of IPA experimentation and another lupulin-laced creation we're excited to present to hop heads everywhere. I like both those hops. Also looking, Tangerine Express was 6.7% ABV. Okay. So this one's a little stronger. Mm-hmm. They don't screw around with their... That's a high a- this is a high ABV. Like, there's one... It's at least 8%. There's one of them in the, uh, in the pack. I don't remember what it is, but it's... I think it's 8-7. Uh, I guess you kind of get banged for your buck with this sampler. I know it costs a little more than the others. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dude, you gotta get some more of this. I, I might, actually. <laughs> Alright, let's open it up. Okay. I don't um, think there's anything else on the website. Any uh, nut butters or anything? It all <laughs> No, none of that. It does also say that there's nugget and calypso hops in this. Oh, in the rundown. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, you're right. Which I don't know if I've ever heard of calypso hops. Mm. I've heard of all the other ones. I've heard of nugget, yeah. I believe we had lemon drop in the lemon trail from Exile. Yes, that was a very good experience for me. I liked that beer a lot. That was a good beer. Uh, the flavor profile on this, they tell me, is hoppy, citrusy, and lemongrass. All right. Pretty standard IPA color. Uh, mm-hmm. Pale orange, pale golden color. So part of me, Michael, just based mm-hmm. on the, the bitter-ish smell on this thing, mm-hmm. is I wonder if just Stone's devotion to just reaching out their big old 
hop vines and smacking people around with the bitterness. Yeah. I wonder if this that's going to be like a downfall, right, for, for you because that's your least favorite part of the IPA. Right, but but you did give the uh, Tangerine Express a uh, three five, right? Yeah, yeah. That sounds. And that great. was you know that wasn't the worst of again it was the hop hop stream not a hop spray so true uh have you had this one before michael delicious ipa correct uh, i have not no interesting okay good to know uh have you uh that remains to be seen uh you go in first i'll talk about the the head is a very finely bubbled foam i haven't seen anything like this kind of a Ooh. whipped egg yolks or something but you mean egg whites yes <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah Michael's making his whiskey sours with egg yolks in them nowadays. <laughs> oh, you're still doing it with egg whites? Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, you need to get on the bus. My cholesterol is 450. <laughs> Not to till I get off topic here, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming as a vegetarian, your cholesterol is probably much lower than mine. And mine, for the record, is fine. I, I do mm-hmm. have it tested at my yearly physical as needed. And it was I was right down in the, the sweet spot with my HDLs last year. As well as as well as my LDLs, cholesterol. When it comes to diet, cholesterol is, I think, it's more related to excess calories than actual consumption of cholesterol You're probably in the right. diet. And I think we're doing good on the excess calories front as we drink this well seven point seven ABV beer. <laughs> this beer that has four hundred calories in it. it probably does have over three hundred or around 300 uh, you've now entered old man corner where we discuss how many <laughs> calories are in an ipa the one ipa we're going to have this evening if because we have to get up and go to work tomorrow right yeah um this is i'm very curious to see your reaction to this they're really kind of throwing curveballs here i mean tangerine express was a little easier to put my finger on but it was close enough to an IPA that it was still was pretty straightforward IPA. The tangerine was more an accent. Mm-hmm. This is getting into territory that's a little more uncharted, a little more variable. There's definitely still an IPA sting to it. Oh, boy. That's a good way to put it, Michael. But there's all these flavors that kind of dance around that in the front and the back and the aftertaste that um, give it that lemony quality, a little bit of an herby quality, almost a, a delicate aspect to an IPA, which to me is a rare thing to find in an IPA. Especially one by these guys. Yes. Makers of Ruination. Yeah. Or at least one that's not like a uh, one that's designed to be sessionable. I'm still very congested. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my notes on the scents and the nose are going to be off, but I'm really getting the spice out of this thing. There's a, a spiciness to it and a lemony aftertaste. And again, not a lemon candy, not a lemon head or anything like that. Again, more of a, like the pithy lemon. It's lowercase lemon, not capital lemon. Right. Which is good. So Very good, yes. It's it's strange. If, because but, I, I feel like if you said it's it's got a lemony feel to it, people that are not terribly well-versed in beers would assume that it's like a shandy. Right, that is, and that it's is, that that. is yeah. not the case. This is not a sweet beer at all. In fact, it's quite bitter with that. It's extremely the, bitter. Yeah. Which I like. And that's the part I usually don't like. But with this one, it's a unique bitterness. It's not like that generic... Um, spray paint. Again, spray paint bitterness. I, I want, trust searching for another analogy, but I mean... 
It, why it, I mean, try to fix something that if it's not broken? Um, yeah. And we're doing IPAs here, so that's going to come mm. up a lot in these tasting sessions. It so, is. Um, yeah. I mean, it still lingers. Very much um, so. When you take the next drink, you can still taste the lower tier flavors, the spray paint that would normally cover that up, and by the end, you just have a flappy tongue and you can't taste anything. That does not happen so far in this case. I think this one has gone past spray paint into sandblast territory. You think so? Which is good for me. Once again, it might be because I'm congested, so who knows? I'm trying to uh, to rectify this without being disgusting. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's definitely a finish on my tongue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, but I, you know, I feel like it's similar to the Tangerine Express, where it's it's mm-hmm. that's not the only flavor, so other flavors are still bold enough to peek through some of that bitterness. I'm not getting a ton of the lemon, personally. Well, maybe. Mm. Now, as it warms up, I stand corrected. To me, it's pretty subtle. It, it just comes on the very back, flanking the bitterness. Then as you swallow the... True. It m- melts away, and then you just have the bitterness sitting there. So, naming your uh, your beer an adjective, especially one as bold as delicious, is mm-hmm. it's quite the bold move, Michael. Do you think it earns that title? Mm. Which is my way of saying, hey, Michael, let's get to the rating. Okay. Because... I'm. I, I I need to be forced into a decision here. Yeah. Well, you can do this with your rating too. But so far, comparing the two of the sample pack, tangerine versus delicious, I like delicious a little more. Interesting. I'm the other way. Oh really? Yeah. To me, the is it delicious? <laughs> That's not <laughs> quite the right word to describe it. Again, it's very stone of them to be bold with such a name like that true very arrogant if you will um well done so um i guess i'll take a sip of judgment i think there's lots of other positive adjectives you could use but even delicious for any ip i don't think you can use the word delicious like it just doesn't to me like a dessert beer like a pastry stout is delicious you know do we think delicious has to be sweet well and more like appetizing. I, this is this appetizing. Like I don't know. Are you gonna have like a nice Christmas ham and say it's delicious? Uh, well, not you, maybe, but. But uh, I don't know how much glaze is on it. Not much. I don't like glaze <laughs> on my ham. Um, yeah, I guess a ham could be delicious too. Bone in ham. I guess I don't think of beer as delicious. So. Yeah, me neither. I, I would need like an adjunct there to make something that I think of delicious to make it delicious. Th- that is an odd question. Like, this is going to be on my list at Dark Lord Day. Can a beer be delicious? <laughs> like, imagine a Cicerone, like, uh, like finally sipping the the scents and the beer and rinsing around his mouth, and he just looks at you and says, that's delicious. <laughs> it just seems like such a basic word to describe a beer. I don't know. I, f- I, f- I feel like that would be the word you would describe if you take, like, a cartoon mug of Duff and, like... Any single drink is about like half of a mug of beer. You're like, ah, that was delicious. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't feel like I, it. I, it kind of falls in that same gray area when you're like, oh man, I needed that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to that part, and I hope I don't ever get to that <laughs> point where I'm like, oh man, I need a beer. Do you need an eye opener? <laughs> Homer's been coming here for eye openers. He told us he was going to the gym. <laughs> No, I, um, I don't believe I've ever had an eye-opener. Yeah. There's, there's been 
tailgate beers to be sure but never like on the way to work no (laughs) no i i can safely say that so let me take a sip of judgment here i feel like an eye opener has to have like some form of tomato or some sort of thing that you can like pass off as healthy you know how like people be like oh there's celery in it it's good for you right i don't think people who have true eye openers are worried about yeah (laughs) what's in their beer okay sub question Mm. tangent 3a Okay. If someone works third shift and goes to a third <laughs> shift bar and has like a beer and a shot at say, oh, I don't know, nine in the morning. After work? After work. If that's the routine schedule, that is not an eye opener. That's an eye closer. For... That's a good point. Yeah. Steve, what do you think when you <laughs> when you eventually get to this? You work third shift. I was kind of going back and forth on this. Like, I think I know what you're going to say. Is there enough to elevate it? I have to say I liked it a lot more in the beginning than I do now. Was um, bitterness wearing on you? Bitterness wearing on me. Kind of the downfall of IPAs. Mm-hmm. They really rock at the beginning for me. And then at mm-hmm. the end, they if they can hold that, then they're I like them. But if they can't, then you know they start to slip in the point scale. Uh, maybe this is boring. But I'm also going to rate this at 3.5. I figured you were going to do that. Although I still do think it is better than the Tangerine, personally, but not enough to merit a a rating bump. Um, But Jeremy, you who like IPAs, what do you rate it? I do like IPAs. So I like the the fact that they're going West Coast on this. I feel like that's a style that's being lost in the mix with the... The haze craze. With the haze craze and the turn to sessionability and the brute IPAs. One of the things that I like about Stone the most is that they don't screw around. There's there's no there's no half stepping when it comes to Stone. No. So be it this or their uh oh what was it? The totalitarian stout that we had. Ruination and, you know, Tangerine Express, and I'm assuming with the other ones that we're gonna have in this pack. They do not worry about whether or not you're going to like it or if it's too hoppy. They like stick to their principles. Yeah, and I admire that, and I admire that about the beer because with a name like Delicious, it's got to be Smuckers. It's something like that. Well, I mean, it, well, no, I mean it. It makes me feel like they were going to kind of like sand off the rough edges, right? In in an that's effort, a good in point. A, in an effort to uh, you know, bring in the uh, appease. Yeah, like. But then again, who's going to go into like, oh, a delicious IPA? If you know what an IPA is, you probably know who... In Okay, correction. If you're in a place that sells stone... You should know. You probably what know what you're getting gonna, into. Yeah, yeah. Or at least you have a very, very loose idea. That said, this one is kind of just all over the map for me. I'm not really getting a lot of the uh, the lemoniness or the... Uh, what, what did they say? Lemon candy-like flavor. But I do like it. I think it's very drinkable. Um, I like the tangerine more just because that orange kind of popped a little bit more than what I think this one is going for. Okay. I'm still giving this a 3.75. Okay. Which tracks with your rating tangerine. Yep. Well, there you go. It's another one down the gullet. It is. And if you have had either of these IPAs, why don't you uh, write on in and tell us about it? You can do that in a variety of ways. At APM Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and hit us up, apmpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings there. Thank you, Mike, for keeping up with that. Yes, Mike, thank you. Rate, review, and subscribe, but uh, we'll leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>